before I get into my notes, I'm going to talk about a little bit about Noah, that on the face of the earth, all of man's thoughts were on evil, the Bible says. And I wrote that down. It's in Genesis chapter 6, beginning with verse number 5. All the thoughts of men were on evil continually. Then it goes on, and I think right around verse 8 it says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The flood came, God caused the flood, and it wiped out everything that breathed breath on the face of the earth. And in Psalms it says, Because His mercy endures forever. You're like, wow, He wiped out almost everybody. Because Noah, at the time, was the only man that found grace in the eyes of God. All men had became evil. And evil was just about to take over the whole earth, but for Noah. Thank God. Say, thank God for Noah. Noah. Amen. So we need to be more like Noah than all them other people. There wasn't very many people on the face of the earth that was thinking and had his mind set on things of God. But today, things may be bad in the world, but man, look around you. Look at all the people that our mind, we think on God, not maybe not continually, but daily. Most of us think on God. We're thinking, God, you know, what about this? What about that? Many of us have questions. Some of us at times in our life, we, it's like, God, how am I going to get out of this? Has anybody ever got into that kind of a fix? And it's like, how am I going to get out of this? Or God, how are you going to pay this bill? I don't have the money. Or how, how are you going to heal this person? Or how is that person going to survive? And by the grace of God, I'm telling you, God's goodness and His his goodness is running after me. We, I love that song. We need to be singing that during the week. His goodness is running after me. Don't get up and say, man, the devil's been on me all day. And we've said that. We've been, we've been those people, you know. God wants us to remember Him. He wants us, if we have a question, He wants us to ask God the question, but not question God. God, how come you let this happen? That You're not asking him a question. You're questioning him. A lot of times the devil does stuff and God gets the blame. And we're quick to, to get on to God because we know he's not going to hit us back. <laughs> Unless you're Pentecostal. <laughs> and he's looking to get you. <laughs> That's just a joke. It's a joke. If you're Pentecostal, don't get mad at me. I mean, you know, we thought... When we used to go to Pentecostal-type church, we thought God was mad at us. He's just looking for us to wait. He's waiting on us to make a mistake. You make one mistake, boy, and you, you've had it. That's why you had to go to the altar every week, because you messed up every week. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. <laughs> Think about it. It's like, you know, you need to come to the altar. If you don't get to the altar in 15 seconds... God's not going to forgive you. I don't know where they come up with all those things, but it wasn't God. I'm telling you, it wasn't God. God loves us, 
And he's looking after us. He wants us to be successful in whatever we put our hand to. The enemy hates us, on the other hand. He don't want us to be successful. He wants us to fail. He wants the country to fail. And the only way we can fail is if we get ourselves or set ourselves in agreement with the enemy and go along with him and start talking like he's talking and start doing what he tells us to do. We can be a failure. But the Bible says that we're not failures. We're more than conquerors now in this life. So I just really want to encourage us tonight. So God began to prophesy years ago through Isaiah. And we want to go there in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. People say, well, I don't know about prophecy. Well, prophecy in the Old Testament was different than prophecy in the New Testament. Amen? We have the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into all truth now. Back in the Old Covenant, they had, there were prophets, and there still are prophets. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against prophecy. There are people that prophesy. But there were prophets that were anointed of God to declare God's Word way before it ever happened. And God can still do that through people right now. God can prophesy through you your future. You can, you can say what God says concerning your life and have the outcome that God wants you to have. But if you start prophesying what the devil's saying, it's going to be a bad outcome. But God began to prophesy through Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. He said, Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, I don't know, I can't prove this because I wasn't there. That's about 600 years before Jesus was born. <laughs> but I just imagine that when some people heard Isaiah the prophet prophesy that there was going to be a, a son born or a son was given to a virgin, a virgin was going to have a child, I bet a bunch of them said, there ain't no way. There ain't no way that can happen. And there's been a lot of times in our lives that, you know, there'd be somebody on a deathbed and some guy would come in or some gal would come in, lay hands on that person in the name of Jesus, be healed, and walk off. And you're thinking, they ain't going to get healed. And they get up and walk off. See, a lot of things that God says, many times we don't believe what He said. Now, I'm not shouting about that. I'm just saying... God declares some things, but it takes us to believe it and receive it before it will come to pass in our lives. Now, when God declared that there's going to be a, a child born through a virgin, He knew it was going to happen. He declared it boldly through Isaiah. And I imagine Isaiah was thinking, what, did I say that there was going to be a kid born? I said that when I was preaching. Think about it. Isaiah's talking that this is going to happen, and he's probably thinking, man, I ain't never seen that happen before. Just because you're a prophet don't mean that you know everything that God says, and when God says something through you, it's like, I got that, man. I believe it. It's done. God said some things all through the Scripture and still says some things nowadays that's hard to swallow. Okay. He does. It's pretty tough sometimes. God will tell us something and it'll be like, 
I don't know. If you don't feel good and your body is telling you that you're sick, God has already declared that you're healed by the stripes of Jesus. Our body will argue with what God says. Our mind will argue with what God says. The Bible says, Great is the peace of my children because they're taught of the Lord. And when your little darlings fall apart on you and go crazy sometimes, you think that scripture must not be real. <laughs> one, one person grinned. All y'all got little angels. <laughs> See, the word declares some things. We need to set ourselves in agreement with the word of God. When we want to get our kids by the throat sometimes... Some of y'all, not me. My kids are grown. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Wanted to get our kids by the throat. We need to be saying, great is the peace of my kids because they're taught of the Lord. You say, what good does that do? You set yourself in agreement with what God says concerning your kids. You set yourself in agreement with what God says, and pretty soon you'll wind up with what God says. I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Look at Luke. Now, Isaiah was the Old Testament, 600 years later in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin, oh wait a minute, I just read in the Old Covenant, a virgin shall conceive. Now the Holy Spirit has moved upon the angel. The angel goes and he went to a virgin, verse 27, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Now, here's an angel telling her what God said through Isaiah 600 years earlier. Angels were alive then. People say, well, I didn't know angels preach the gospel. They confirm the gospel that's already been preached or, t- or declared through a prophet. Amen. So that, the angel goes to her. Verse 32. He shall be great, shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? That was a question that she asked. You remember I said the answer has been given. The answer is given. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the high shall overshadow thee, Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, 
She hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is, is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Now I want to stop for a minute. Elizabeth was Mary's cousin, and she was called barren. She was an older lady. She was called barren. And the angel said, she's conceived and she's with child six months. I wonder why he told her that. Because it was so, but you'll find out in just a minute. Verse 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And I'm, I'm going to just say, that really is the answer right there. The answer is, with God shall nothing be impossible. With God, everything is possible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Mary, young lady, be it unto me according to thy word. Whatever your word says, God, let it be unto me. I'm telling you, we've got to become like Mary. It may seem impossible when the Word of God comes to us. It may seem impossible when we read a scripture that does not line up with what we think, what we see, or how we feel. We need to take that scripture and say, Lord, according to your will, to your Word, let it be unto me. That's how you get Jesus working in you. I'm telling you, it's real easy not to agree with what God says most of the time. And the angel departed from her. Mary said, let it be done unto me according to your word. So the declaration from the angel, she accepted what was said. She received what was said, and when she did, the next thing Mary did, if you go on and read this story, I don't have time to read the whole thing. As soon as the angel departed, you know what Mary did? She ran to Elizabeth's house. I'm going to go see Elizabeth. Why? Because the angel told her that her cousin Elizabeth was with child. And that whole story's like, my cousin, you mean, you're talking about my cousin Elizabeth? She ain't pregnant, she's old. See, the natural, the naturals in her mind is like, there ain't no way. But she goes and she takes off and she gets to Elizabeth's house and she begins to declare to Elizabeth what the angel told her and the baby leaped in Elizabeth's womb. It was John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin. <laughs> I'm telling you, when she realized what the angel had told, <clears throat> had told her, she believed it. She said, according to your word, let it be unto me. It was confirmed when she talked to her cousin. Her cousins kind of poked out a little bit here. <laughs> it's like, I can tell by looking at you, you're pregnant. Don't go tell women that because sometimes... <laughs> <clears throat> Sometimes you miss it. <clears throat> Only thing it's do is a whooping on you. <clears throat> so don't assume 
But the angel had already told her that your cousin Elizabeth is with child. She's going to have a son. And so when she went, she, she went there, and it's like, this is confirmation. Wow, what God told me, this is real stuff. She stayed with her for three months. That's when John was born. She stayed there that long. If you read this whole story, it just, it's got things in it that will blow your mind. She was a spouse to a husband named Joseph. She was supposed to get married to Joseph. And she comes back three months pregnant. She'd gone for three months. Finally come back home. Didn't have cell phones. Hey, Joseph, I'm three months pregnant. Think about it. Like the brother in Sherman says, think about it. So let that settle. That's what I'm doing. Just let that settle down for a minute. Huh. Boy, this looks like the devil's working in this deal, don't it? See, a lot of times when God's doing some supernatural stuff in our lives, people think that's a devil. I don't care what people think. We don't need to worry about what people think. What are they going to think if I go pray for them at the hospital and they don't get healed? What are they going to think if they do get healed? What you need to be letting them know is God said the believers should lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. It ain't you doing the healing anyway. If, if somebody gets healed, you go to the hospital and pray for somebody and they get supernaturally healed, you don't walk down the hallway, well, I healed another one. No, you did not, neither. You go down the hallway, praise God, Jesus is the healer. See, we need to set ourselves in agreement with Him, what He's saying, and get a hold of what He said, not what we think, or how it should turn out. Well, I just can't believe all this stuff. Well, we need to believe it. Amen. We, this, is, this stuff was so supernatural I think God just waited for the timing on this. When Isaiah prophesied, he thought, eh, I'm going to let Elizabeth get older before we ever go down and do this. Mary was real young. Think, I mean, think the way God thinks. It's like, well, if I go now, she's going to be really too young, and it ain't going to be no supernatural thing with Elizabeth. But if I wait, Elizabeth's, Elizabeth's going to be real old. And they're going to have declared to her that she's barren all low these many years. Why do you think it took Abraham and Sarah 25 years? Sometimes supernatural stuff, it takes a while for supernatural things to take place, even though they've been declared long ago. The good point is, God says, Jesus is coming back. We should be in agreement 100% with him. It may look like the devil done took over the earth. We need to be declaring, Jesus is coming back. He is coming back. We need to be in agreement with what the Word of God says concerning every situation in our life, in our neighbors' lives, in our kids' lives, our grandkids' lives, and our great-grandkids' lives. We're not the only ones blessed. We're blessed through Abraham. And because of Abraham and what he did, he believed God. 
when it was impossible in the natural to believe God. It said against hope, he believed in hope. And he believed that what God had promised, he was also able to perform it. When we realize that it's God doing the performing, all we're doing is the listening and the believing and the receiving. It ain't us doing all the performance here. It's us receiving by faith what God says. This is good stuff. I'm telling you, this is good. When we realize that a virgin had a baby and we believe that, we got to believe that to be born again. If we don't believe that, we don't have no hope. we got to believe the supernatural things that God has already done. I believe this. This is just me. This is not Scripture. I believe once we begin to believe the supernatural things that have already taken place, it'll be a whole lot easier for us to believe the supernatural things that's going to take place in our life. Man, if we'll just walk in faith, it's like all things are possible to him that believes. I'm a believer. What was that? The monkeys that sang that? <laughs> you got to get in a little bit of rock and roll when you're preaching. I'm a believer. Hey, I'm a believer. Y'all heard that. Some of y'all older folk, little kids like Google it. We believe. We believe. We, do we believe? Maybe it's a question. Do we believe? And what did I say? The answer is given. It's not going one of these days. See, let's don't postpone everything to one of these days. The answer is given. And whatever our question is, we go to God with that question and let Him reveal to us by His Spirit, through His Word, what the answer is. It's an open book test. People go through tests constantly. The, the children of Israel... Wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. I'm like, dude. <laughs> if I'd been there, I'd be like, I'm going with Caleb and Joshua. Y'all can just stay over there. We're leaving y'all. I would. That's what I would have done. I'm like, we're going. Come on, guys. We can go whether they go or not. But God taught them a lesson. He said, all you old guys that are 20 years old or older, old guys. Anybody under 20? <laughs> It's like, you're going to die off in the wilderness because you don't believe what I said. I'm telling you, God's got a way of getting rid of doubt and unbelief. Unfortunately, it's death to us. <clears throat> so the best thing for us to do is die to self and not have to die because we don't believe. Let's die in faith believing that what God's Word says, it's really real and this stuff took place in the Bible. It was prophesied way before it ever happened. And lo and behold, it came to pass when a young lady says, According to your word, let it be done unto me. You know what? Mary could have said, I don't believe that kind of stuff. I'm a, well, I'm not going to say denomination. You may be here. Or, we don't believe that way in our church. <laughs> God, God don't get upset if you don't believe that way in your church. He'll go to a church that believes something. It could, have been, it could have been Martha, but it was Mary. See, when he came, she believed and she received, and therefore 
a son was given. His name was Jesus Christ and brought this whole thing into motion that the world is fixing to get changed because of one man named Jesus. Because of what he did, man, he came in, he set this thing right, he whipped the devil, defeated the devil. The Bible says in 1 John, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. People look around and they say, well, the works of the devil ain't destroyed. The works of the devil's destroying people. No, Jesus came and destroyed the works of the devil. That's what the Word says. So instead of looking at the world and agreeing with the world, we need to look at the Word of God and agree with the Word of God. The devil's defeated. Yeah, but you just ain't been at my house. I said, the devil is defeated. You don't know my husband. I said that... (laughs) You don't know my wife. I said, the devil has been defeated. Your wife's not your problem. Your husband's not your problem. Your kids are not your problem. And the devil's not your problem because he's been defeated. What's our problem? We ain't got no problem. The problem is we focus on our problem and not the answer. Amen. We focus on the problems that we face Instead of the answer to our problems, the answer, his name, is Jesus. What did R.W. Schambach say? Anybody ever heard of R.W. Schambach? Anybody? Old people. All them old people. <laughs> R.W. Schambach was a Pentecostal preacher, and I mean, he had preached until the lights went out, you know. And he said, we ain't got no problem. All we need is faith in God. He's the one, he'd preach in them big auditoriums. He'd tell them, get the trash cans, we're going to receive an offering. <laughs> he was serious, too. But it was good. He, it was like, the problem is the way we think. The only problem we have is, is the enemies convinced us that we have a problem. The enemy convinces people that they have a problem And therefore, in our mind, we got a problem. Yes, we've all been through things. We have had problems. We've fought the enemy, and we're still fighting the enemy. But don't receive the problem. Receive the answer. His name is Jesus. I'm telling you, take the answer, Jesus, to your problem and run the problem off. Amen. Yes, I I know. Look, I'm smart enough to know we've been through some stuff, y'all. Some of you are going through some stuff right now. I'm not belittling that. I'm saying let's not cave in to that problem that says, there's no way a virgin can have a baby. I just read it was prophesied and it came to pass. How many of y'all believe that Mary had a son and she was a virgin when she had him? See, I'm telling you, all this stuff is in the Word of God to show us that the impossible is really possible. There ain't nothing impossible with God. God wants us to get hooked up with Him, His Word, and declare what He says regardless of what we're going through. I'm not making fun of what you're going through. Please understand. We've been through some things ourselves. I'm saying let's focus on what's going to get us out of that problem we've been going through. His name is Jesus.
What was prophesied, I probably already said this, I didn't read it. What was prophesied many years before through Isaiah was confirmed through an angel of God. Mary set herself in agreement with the word of God. And as a result, God's word came to pass. That's how God's word comes to pass in our life. We have to get a hold of the word. We have to, can I say it this way? We have to conceive the word of God that we need in order to get rid of some of the things we don't want in our lives. We have to give up what we have and conceive what God's word says concerning that for it to come to pass in our lives. Remember I jokingly said when Mary went to Elizabeth's house, how she saw that, that Elizabeth had conceived. And I think that when she returned home after three months, that the people that saw her, it, there was a vis, visible knowing of her conception. Can I go ahead and say this? I believe this. This is not the Word of God. I believe that after nine months that we've been born again and we've let Jesus Christ come, become Lord of our life, in nine months people should see that Jesus is alive in us. It should be like, look at that. I'm not saying you put on weight. <laughs> I'm saying it should be visible within nine months that something happened to you. Jesus Christ is alive. And I'm not condemning. I'm just saying God wants us to get a hold of this and grow and mature in Him so that Him can be seen in us to them. Amen. So them see us coming, they'd be like, they'd be Jesus. Oh, now y'all are getting all weird on me. I know that I'm not Jesus. But I know that I'm one with Jesus. Because how do I know that? Because Jesus prayed to the Father. Father, let them be one with me as I am one with you. Are y'all against Jesus praying that way? How many of you believe God answers Jesus' prayer? Above all prayers, He's going to answer Jesus' prayer. We need to be the answer to Jesus' prayer. Become one with Him be like Him, look like Him, talk like Him, act like Him, because Him is alive in us. And when them see Him in us, I, I did a sermon one time about them and Him and all that other stuff. I remember there's a scriptures when, when there was four guys that were friends of a guy that was on a couch and he couldn't walk. And they took him to a meeting that Jesus was in. And they couldn't get through the door. They couldn't get in because of them. So they took him up on the roof and let him down in the midst of them. And Jesus healed him. And them got mad at him because he healed him. It's in the Bible. It's really in there. It's like, why would you heal him? And you don't heal us. The Bible, it even starts out saying, the Spirit of the Lord was there to heal them. See? Jesus came. The Spirit of the Lord was on Him to heal them. And 
the guy that was, couldn't walk needed to get into the presence of God so that he could get healed. But them was too crowded to let him in. So they brought him in and put him down in the roof. Y'all know the story. Tore the tile back. Put him in the midst. Jesus looks up. He's thinking, these dudes are awesome. <laughs> I'm just thinking that's what he thought. He didn't say that. He's, you know, he's preaching away real good sermon. And looks up, everybody's looking, thinking, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing that. <laughs> they couldn't believe much of nothing, honestly. So, you know, Jesus stops and says, man, your sins are forgiven you. This is a sermon right in the middle of my sermon. I want y'all to get a hold of this, though. He said, man, your sins are forgiven you. And these scribes and Pharisees and doctors of the law that was there, that the Spirit of God was there to heal them, that they wouldn't receive it because they didn't believe it. They said among themselves, who does he think he is forgiving sins? That's what they said. Religious people would do that all the time. Hey, brother, I forgive you. Well, you can't forgive me. Only God can forgive. Well, God's in me. So he forgives them, and he perceives their thoughts. He said, what is it? Is it easier for me to say your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk? Which one would be easier? Somebody answer this question. I'm, this is really a question. What would be easier for me to do is say, you're forgiven or rise up and walk from a deathbed? It's, it's easy to say your sins are forgiven because they don't know if you're forgiven or not. But Jesus said, so that you might know Get up and walk. Take your couch with you. Him got healed. Them didn't. Him and his buddies, they went and had a party. They're still questioning Jesus. I'm telling you, religion will question Jesus from now on. And if we're sitting around wondering, I don't know if God could do that or not. Let me just... let me. Answer this. God can do anything, anytime, anywhere with anybody. Even us. And we can wake up and be like, wow, that was pretty awesome. I figure some of those old, old people that was religious thinking, I bet you, I just bet you anything that that guy really wouldn't lame. All them guys, they just put on that front to let him down through there see that's religion if our mind tells us that tell yourself shut up <laughs> y'all you do that I'm not telling you to <laughs> is that fair enough has your mind ever told you stuff like it I don't believe that stuff I used to didn't believe nothing either I was one of them religious people and I don't believe in that kind of stuff why did I not believe in it because I was told not to believe in it Thank God you got a preacher telling you to believe in that stuff. Believe, believe. All you got to do is believe and you can receive. Anybody need to receive? We all do. There's times in our life we need to receive the grace of God to get us through this stuff. Amen. Now, since I got off my notes, let me just start right here. Go back to Mary now. See, I told you it was a sermon in the middle of a sermon. Y'all like them kind? 
well, when you're watching TV, you get a commercial. You don't even want to, you don't want to buy none of that preparation H or none of that stuff. It, but it's like it's there. It's you have to watch it unless you got that skip through the deal. I don't know what you call that. Mary, Mary did not just wake up one morning and realize she was pregnant. Stop and think about this. See, God don't do stuff like, well, Mary's going to be pregnant. Mary's pregnant. And then go on down the road. She didn't just wake up. It's like, I'm pregnant. How did this happen? If she didn't know how it happened, I bet you her soon-to-be husband wouldn't know how it happened either. And all them people that were still talking about her being pregnant, been gone three months, I wonder where she was at. I'm throwing all this stuff in, but I just read that stuff in there. When I'm looking at the Bible, I'm like, I know what they're thinking. I don't even know who they are. I just know what they're thinking. <laughs> you know, yeah, she come back pregnant, wanting him to marry her now. And the good news is they didn't get married till after Jesus was born. She knew not a man, period. That's it, okay? So she didn't just wake up one morning and realize she was pregnant. What God proclaims must be accepted and received. She said, be it unto me according to your word. Whatever you said, I receive it just the way it is. I'm going to stop right there because I got about, Tommy was betting money on my notes. He said he ain't going to get through two pages. So I want him to win. He'll buy the coffee in the morning. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. But we got plenty of notes for for. The future here. We're going to be talking about the Advent for the next two or three weeks on Sunday. I want to kind of keep it tied in to the things that took place that we see through the Scriptures. How that Jesus got here. What His purpose was for coming. What, how did His coming, His first coming, how did it affect us? Some people, it hasn't affected yet because they've neglected, rejected, and not accepted what Jesus did when he came first time. Amen? So if we will get a hold of what Jesus did when he came, then we can have benefits of why he came working in and through our lives. Amen? See, by faith we receive what he came for. And by faith we can believe that he's coming back and what's he going to do when he comes back? He's going to make everything right. Everything that's going wrong right now, it's going to be stopped. That's going to be good. See, they don't win, whoever they are. We do. Why? Because he lives in us and he's coming back for us. Amen. Man, I'm done. Kind of like Pastor Lee says, I'm done. I want y'all to meditate. You got notes. If you don't have, we got plenty of notes. Take them and go ahead and be reading up and studying on the scriptures that we got. We'll continue on uh, down this line maybe next Wednesday night also. I like to say thank you guys for coming here, being a part, sitting here and listening. I hope you get some good stuff in your heart from the Word of God that's preached. But before we leave, I want to pray. I heard about a young lady that's in an accident. We want to pray for that family. Don't, I'm not mentioning names. They're, they're not, well, I'll just say 
I ain't mentioning names. We're going to pray for them for God's power and grace upon their lives. And we have some people in the community that have passed in the last day or two. And their funeral's going to be tomorrow. Some of y'all know. And we're just going to pray for those families, okay? I want y'all to be in agreement with me.